0: Fall is here, there's a chill in the air, and the Anomaly Film Festival is right around the corner. It's November 8th through the 12th at the Little Theatre in Rochester, New York. Check it out at AnomalyFilmFest.com. It's the fifth year of showing the best
1: in independent genre films, action, sci-fi, horror, dark comedy, and really whatever else that you wouldn't get a chance to see on the big screen. It's Anomaly Film Fest
0: at the Little Theatre, November 8th through 12th, AnomalyFilmFest.com.
1: Masters of Couch Potato Style, Punches, and Popcorn. Welcome back, Punchy
0: Pals. Your Couch Potato Ninja crew is here for another adventure into the world of martial arts cinema. I'm your host, Mike Huntone. And with me, uh, not with me tonight, as always, is our magic man, Matt Knotts, Uh, out gallivanting, uh, probably entered himself into the Western New York Kumite. So be safe and hopefully you come back more victorious than Jason and Dom did. Uh, But speaking of them, with us is the genius ambassador, Jason Bills.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: And our professor, the walking weapon, Dr. Dominic Demore.
2: Hey uh, I tried to enter the Toronto Kumite today and they kicked me out. you know I didn't I didn't say a enough so they're like, you gotta go. No, I just came back from Toronto, drove back and boom, here I am. so um, punches and popcorn waits for no man.
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> well, that is commitment and uh, we are all committed at a uh, amp tonight because we are being we are joined by a very special guest, writer, producer, director, comedian creator of the legendary 60 Second Classics digital series, Mike Camerlengo. Thank you guys, thanks for having me. I'm psyched. Thanks for being here. I'm glad you could come. You could come. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: I didn't travel from anywhere. I don't have any cool stories, <laughs> but um, I, cu- I cut my lawn today and that that was pretty cool. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's he's more right. of an adult than me. That's for sure. <laughs> good for you, sir, good for you. <laughs> and I'm gonna point out for the audience that can't see us, your jersey behind you he has a polk high 33 jersey and uh this means that this man scored four touchdowns in one game which <laughs> makes him welcome here so <laughs> you grace us with your presence sir thank
3: you you know at- anytime i try to do like a semi-professional work call and i have the in the background i always feel like uh they're always like okay so i'm glad
0: it's appreciated somewhere we appreciate it <laughs> We do. We do. The four tech touchdown record is one that needs to be honored all the time. There's no asterisks next to that, like uh, the Maris 61 or the Barry 73 or whatever we're doing with Aaron Judge right now. But yeah, we appreciate you coming on. Um, fans of Mike know uh, he's been doing uh, longer than many great shows and. Uh, Sporting events that he's covered with sixty second classics. Uh, I think it was really over the summer, right, Mike? You did a focus on fights from different movies and shows, uh, etc. I was just telling Mike before the show that I showed um, I showed my wife, who's a high school teacher, the Mike's breakdown of the Zach and Slater fight from Saved by the Bell, (laughs) and she confirmed Mike's Mike's analysis of high school fights was spot on. So. Um, that's she, you know verify educator verified
3: she probably said why on earth did anyone do this that's what she probably said first but <laughs> i i appreciate the fact that she liked it yeah i i've done a bunch <laughs> of different fights um you can see them on my website 60secondclassics.com uh yeah there's fights there's movies uh sporting things etc but uh, but yeah, one of the fights which we we kind of was a jumping off point about this. I'm not trying to step on your intro, but a movie that I grew up <laughs> loving, uh, Lionheart. I just a lot of the fights I've broken down have been Van Damme fights, and uh, so I'm pumped to talk about any Jean Claude movie.
4: Yes,
0: well, this will be our second step into the world of Jean Claude Van Damme after we did Bloodsport earlier. Um, which, by the way, we all watched the your video of the final fight with <laughs> our patron saint bolo young uh he's yeah. who we dubbed the patron saint of the podcast and chong lee is one of the greatest villains ever uh so that was stop
2: stop stop all Mike, right
0: he's jumping go ahead go ahead
2: he's the greatest villain how dare you how <laughs> dare you you're, you're lucky i don't walk away come on he, he's beyond <laughs> reproach those pecs are beyond. Oh, yeah, those packs
3: when he's popping the pecs. Oh yeah, dude, that's great. <laughs> I remember watching that right. when I was so I was so little too. I was like, "You can do that?"
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, right, right.
2: Oh. And you've been pumping I, I iron ever since, right? Yeah,
3: I still I still I'm like, "You how do you do that?" We've got
4: a preview here
0: uh tonight's movie has it all. Nut shots, butt shots, banana hammocks and lots and lots of KFC. An expose on the financial strain of the American medical insurance system, 1990's Lionheart finds director Sheldon Lettich and martial arts and movie superstar John Claude Van Damme reigniting their bromance to give us an action classic about the most violent GoFundMe of all time. After striking gold in 1988's Bloodsport, Lettich would go on to, or would go back to the well, or damn, Uh, with Van Damme (laughs) once more. Hoping to show the world the softer side of the muscles from Brussels, unless mashing your throat would buy a little girl a bike. So that's <laughs> Lionheart, guys. Uh, watching this movie again, uh, what are your thoughts? Watching it now, and you know where it was for you as a kid and all that. Take us back, guys. Um, we'll let our guests lead the way. Yeah, also,
3: sure. yeah, I'll go first. So w- this movie, for some reason. I feel like I saw this movie, this movie and Bloodsport are my two Van Damme movies, and for some reason, everybody knows Bloodsport, but I feel like not. I mean, people know Lionheart, but it's kind of like a deeper cut, Um, in my opinion. Like I feel like more people have seen like Sudden Death or those like kind of newer ones. Uh, But anyway, right? I feel like I've seen this movie so many times, and what struck me when I went back and watched it was like how like emo it was there's like every scene like the violins playing and he's like walking sad down the street and like because i always remember just like the pool fight i remember uh when he's fighting a dude in the racquetball court and of course when he's fighting attila at the end those are things (laughs) i remember but like yeah. the amount of scenes with like you know his sister in law and he's trying to pay the money and he's like walking with like the tightest t-shirt on ever and it's like Da-na-na. and I'm like what the fuck's happening? Um, so yeah, that was my still, still a great still a great movie, but I just like I I, I just forgot about all that stuff I guess. It didn't register when I was a little kid.
0: Right, right. right. You remember the you Remember those nut shots? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. I, what I kind of liked about it, and I also had seen it a ton uh, in my youth, and it was definitely, like, a big deal movie to me. I'd watch it all the time. But what, what's nice about it is it's it's not just your standard, you know, revenge plot. It's not like the revenge dramatic, Like, you know, his brother is killed and very graphically set on fire in the yeah. beginning of the movie, almost setting up, like, a different movie. And then he, he's not getting revenge. He's just trying to, like, make money for his family to send, to get, like, you were saying to get a bike for his <laughs> for his niece so I, I thought that was pretty refreshing that it wasn't just that standard revenge plot but um yeah i, I honestly think the maybe like the i don't want to say cheesy or dated problem this is the score because it it feels very anytime you know it's like doing more dramatic things versus action things that score kicks in and it almost feels like it's from like a like an 80s like Drama where, like, the parents are getting divorced, like Kramer versus Kramer or something. It's really weird. But but again, I'm a huge fan of this movie, and I will say that I was ready to, I don't know, be an adult at this point in my life, and I got choked up at the end. There were two times that I was choking back tears, but uh, we'll talk about that later. Ooh, I can't wait to hear about that.
4: Oh,
2: jeez. Well, I'm uh... sorry. Here we go. Um, Okay, last time I saw this movie, I was 11. (laughs) And it was so awesome when I was 11. And I only remember three parts. Attila, not the fight with Attila. I only remember when Attila comes out of, I think it's a plane. And he's holding the cat and he's got the sunglasses (laughs) on. And 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 keep in mind, I I was 11 years old and I was like... This this who is this this monster? It's like <laughs> Andre the Giant light. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, so I was like, wow. I remember that shot. I remember the nut shot. It's the only fight I remember from making the Nutshot*. In fact, I watched this movie with my wife, and I'm like, and she's watching it. And she's like, "I'm gonna go get a drink," and I go, "No, you're not. You're gonna sit down right now. And you're gonna watch this. You're gonna you're gonna watch it, and you're gonna like it." And uh, she did like it, but. <laughs> and when he escapes the Foreign Legion, those are the only three things I remembered from this movie. So I'm like, oh, it would be great to fill in the gaps, and um. I got mixed feelings on it. I got to be honest with you because it was so awesome in my mind. And now as an adult, I kind of picked it apart a little bit. It's still, it's still great. Like it's still, (laughs) you know, you can't judge the movie too much because, because it's exactly what it's supposed to be. Right. It's very, it's it's very hammy. And (laughs) 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 like, (laughs) like the, the makeup, I don't know who the makeup person is for this movie, but they're not good because when the brother was burnt it Uh-oh. looked like he literally looked like baby back ribs like it looks like they slathered him in honey and like barbecue sauce and he's like leon and i'm like what's wrong with yeah. you yeah
3: the brother the brother getting burnt is it's a really strange way to start the movie because yeah the way he's getting burnt it's like obviously someone burning is not funny at all but it's like almost (laughs) like what the fuck is this like the way he's moving his body and like going oh i'm like i don't think this this is right and then like and then like you said like he's on like he's in the hospital and he kind of looks like the tales from the crypt dude and he's just like like i I don't know so that's this movie is like like you said i i love it I'm, i'm not trying to pick it apart but you're like you're in you're in you're in and then something will happen and it'll take you out of it you're like what the fuck is this so
4: <laughs> yeah. that's
3: just part that's just part of the genius of lionheart
2: like that woman's out the woman's outfits they took me out of it too like half the time i'm like sexy 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 oh my god how much how many plastic fake jewelry she must weigh 45 have 45 pounds of plastic jewels on her blazer like what is going on
1: here it's just so crazy it could be the era too because it's like 1990 so it's like coming out of the 80s and going into the 90s uh-huh. so like they had, they hadn't like fully passed the baton of what the fashion for the decade should be so it's this weird conglomeration of, of gaudy nonsense
2: i was worried she was gonna blow her knees out with all those jewels hanging uh-huh. off her it was crazy <laughs> oh man
0: that era the late 80s and early 90s was like not kind to anyone like (laughs) for the like staggering moment I had when I learned that Norm and Cheers is like 35. <laughs> like yeah. me at F 42 now I look at that like ah what the hell? <laughs> it just it wasn't a kind uh, but even Cliff was like 35 in that. They just you know it didn't didn't do well for anyone at that time. So I feel the most egregious
2: fashion sense violation was the, the fight in the parking lot with, with the nutshot everyone's favorite scene. <laughs> uh when that one guy that like Skinny look- looking Patrick Bateman wannabe motherfucker with that little ponytail. You
0: guys oh, remember yeah. that? Oh, we're talking were they, were about the just, garage fight. Yeah. yeah. Were they just yeah. supposed
3: to be like
1: coked up yuppies or something? Like,
3: oh, yeah. why, why would she? She like takes the blood and like licks it. <laughs> yeah, she licks. It? Yeah,
1: that's a, one of those moments you were saying where it took you out of the movie because you're like, <laughs> yeah.
4: Jesus.
3: <laughs> yeah, she like, like she watches somebody like get their get fucking punched like crazy and then she's like so jacked up she like kisses her boyfriend like i don't know i feel like i'd be weirded out if my wife was like oh you see that guy break his nose and like then try to make out with me i'd be like what the (laughs) fuck are you doing
2: Well, well, you are also, in a, you are wearing white gloves in a garage street fight. Like, <laughs> come true. on, let's just
1: call his <laughs> made his name. Like, and her uh, boyfriend is her boyfriend's uh, Lawrence Bender, who was the producer of um, a bunch of Quentin Tarantino movies and Oscar nominated. So he's the one really? heckling wow. Van Dam. Oh yeah, Man. yeah, he produced Pulp Fiction, all his kind of early Tarantino movies. So it's really funny to just see him heckling Van Damme and his girlfriend, <laughs> just you know, at the height of like. AIDS she's just licking hobo blood and
0: it's just like it's, <laughs> right, right. Just, I think such a great person well and it seems like he isn't the only famous producer in that because the one bookie I swear to god is Marty Scorsese yeah that guy felt who is that guy that guy feels it's, very he, familiar he, he's not Scorsese but I it's the eyebrows <laughs> and the glasses I yeah. was like that's Marty it's I, I looked him up nothing else that I recognize him in so Oh, I should, I have it somewhere here, but yeah. I, so I just tell myself that's actually Scorsese's in there. Like,
1: <laughs> There is a more uh, kind of going in like the IMDb trivia thing, but the, it, during the pool fight, there's another bookie and that's uh, Scott Spiegel, who like co-wrote Evil Dead with Sam Raimi and, and did a couple of horror movies himself. So there's, there's, oh, there's like yeah. a little like who's who. Also, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting on right here. But the first no. fight that Van Damme has when he's still, I think it's when he's breaking out of the Legion. Okay, I'm going to keep going on sidetracks here. Um, so, well, I'm going to refocus it. Let it roll. So, he fucking um, the did first destroys he, everybody on that fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but one of them is, is Billy Blank's, which I yep. think is his first what? screen performance. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, shit. It's like, oh, that's awesome. He just kind of gets beat up. But, you know, Ty Bo, plus, you know, he had some cool 90s action movies, too. So, so it was a it show so you the, see
2: him. the lack of effectiveness of Ty Bo. It's like, oh, didn't work against <laughs> yeah, Van Damme. Yeah. I mean, you,
3: you, you ever see The Last Boy Scout? Oh of course. yeah. He's the dude, he's the running back in the opening scene where he oh, shoots no, everybody. Yay. Yeah, he shoots I didn't know everybody that. and then kills himself. Yeah, kills himself. Just, <laughs> by the way, talk about seeing something when Lights you're like nine years old. Very disturbing. <laughs> well, yeah stuff. Talk about like this movie started with a guy on fire. That movie starts with a football game where he's just shooting people. And I'm like, <laughs> right, and that, another one where he, he you like, himself. Yeah, kills himself. And it's like, hey, it's a buddy comedy. Uh right. All right, action movie.
0: <laughs> right. That movie, Last Boy Scout, was the movie. I remember it was like one of the last years that I was not into football yet. So it was Super Bowl Sunday, and you know my dad was watching the Super Bowl with his buddies, and my mom's like, "Well, let's go see a movie, and we'll go see a football-ish movie." And we went oh to God. see Last Boy Scout. And I <laughs> ran away. I was like, "This is what football is. This is awesome." I watched.
1: It was just you and your you and your mom watching Last Boy Scout.
0: <laughs> yep, at the theater. That's
1: awesome. And Good I think it
0: was I can't remember who the guy was, but it was the. It was the same year I, I'm probably getting this mixed up, but uh I don't know if Mike, you to remember that was the second Niners Bengals Super Bowl. And there's that guy from the Bengals that like got his leg snapped in like four places Ooh. in the beginning Ooh. of it. And I yeah. so I remember like having what in my mind those happened on the same day that I watched the- <laughs> but then I'm watching the Super Bowl and I see this leg get taken apart. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh man, this is awesome. All right, I'm in.
3: Well, anytime I'm watching football to this day and it like starts really like raining kind of hard, I'm like, oh shit, this is like last (laughs) (laughs) place. Something bad's gonna happen.
4: Uh,
2: Right, right. Speaking of bad intros, like speaking of intros (laughs) that are crazy. So like so, like, I gotta stop watching these movies with my wife because she's clearly smarter than all of us. Because I'm watching (laughs) this, the guy's on the so the guy is there. And he's like, it's sugar. Like, right then, he should be like, I'm out, bye, and run away. But he (laughs) hangs out and yells. Then mm-hmm. they pour gasoline on him, and he's like, what yeah. are you doing? Like, what do you think he's doing? He's not yeah. cleaning stains out of your shirt, you idiot. They're going to light you on fire Run away. But he just kind of hangs out, and he's like, what? And then he lights up yeah. on fire. So she's like, why isn't this idiot running away? And I'm like, no, oh, well, you're going to do this the entire movie. And she's like, yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, this had to be... I mean, I know gas was cheaper in 1990, but uh, still, like, it's got to that that gas has got to be more expensive than just you know a couple bullets to the head, like. And if he had done, if he had done that, he would have saved her all that insurance money, right? Like no hospital bills. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, True. it's a
3: it's a tough way to kill somebody just by lighting them on fire. You got to be <laughs> yeah. you got to be real mad. Yeah. The, the way Van Dam gets into the whole. Underground street fighting thing is so funny. He just like he can't make a. He has no money for a phone call, right? Is that what happens? And then he walks right, right. around the corner. He walks around the corner, and there's and like there's... fifty guys going like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he just right. is like, "Oh!" And they're like, "Hey, do you want to fight?" And he's like, "Okay." And it's like, right. "What? <laughs> like, right. Don't you have to make a phone call?" <laughs> it's and the it kicks f- the shit out of somebody.
2: Yeah, it's the inaugural episode of BumFights.com because clearly those are homeless people. Right,
4: right, right.
2: <laughs>
3: Mm-hmm. The be- the betting in that first fight seemed to be a little off too. Everyone's just throwing money at Joshua, and then I don't know if don't, anyone even collected any money. Everyone just walked away. Right. I don't. I
0: was. Yeah. I, I spent most of that fight and afterwards trying to figure out how people knew who was getting paid what. I'm like right. how he must be like a math prodigy because I like he just takes all this money. Yeah. I mean, any of those. Like we saw that in like Bloodsport when they're just collecting money and like who knows who's paying out who here.
2: Right. Right. Okay, can we bring up uh, Joshua's cauliflower ear? It looks friggin yes. terrible. It looks friggin terrible looks like he's got one of those little, like, you know, tiny corns. It looks like he's got that wrapped around his ear. What is going on? Like, I've seen a lot of cauliflower here, and no one's cauliflower looks like that. Also, like, his swollen, like, he's got his, what is his swollen, like, right brow. Like, it, they zoom in on his face to show emotion, and I'm like, man, whoever did the makeup really did a poor job here. Because it did not look good at all. Like, wow. So, yeah. What, what was up with that? Also... Did anyone else notice that Jean-Claude Van Damme had a welt on his head the whole fight, the whole movie? Am I the only person that noticed
1: oh, that? Yeah, a I little think he has there. that in other movies, too. Like, I think it's a forever injury for him. I've seen that welt on, I can't point to any other movies right now, but his child, I remember seeing that egg on his forehead multiple times.
3: It feels like an egg that surfaces and resurfaces. It's like an on and off egg. I'd like to get <laughs> to the bottom of that.
4: <laughs> you wear it.
3: I think he wears the same thing in this whole movie, right? Doesn't he just wear jeans and a tight t-shirt?
1: Yeah, well, at one point <laughs> she gets uh his his um his bo- lady boss who he has a romance with gets some new clothes and <laughs> at one point he's like, "Where's my old clothes? I want those back." Like, he's really <laughs> like, he's really connected to that wardrobe.
0: Right, the one that also he I this is the thing that kept striking me, like he uh, apparently was really cl- cold. But like yeah. he he why didn't he just button the top button? He kept holding it. I'm like I see a button there. You can glow. You can actually button this.
3: So like, maybe maybe he all right. Here's my no research went into this. Maybe he really <laughs> had maybe he really had a rib injury, right? Because at the end of the movie, that's what he has. That like his ribs fucked yeah. up. Yeah, and they yeah. shot the movie. They shot the movie kind of out of order. So when they're shooting that beginning scene, he's like his rib is already injured. So he's just holding it. He's like, I'll pretend I'm cold and I'll just like hold my side the whole time because he's holding his go. side for yeah, like the yeah. first twenty minutes. It's like, what are you right. doing? Right. I don't know. He, I think,
0: you know what? That's yeah. now a punches and popcorn fact. So yep, that is exactly <laughs> Did what Did you happened.
3: know? It's a little trivia right there. Did you deep know? knowledge? I
4: we
0: need somebody... to tell
2: our. We need to tell our guest about our punches and popcorn fact
0: oh we just works. i mean it's that's podcast rules right if uh if we think it's right and there's uh no refuting evidence then it's definitely right <laughs> if it's like written down good. absolutely uh, yeah you know all it takes is uh imdb login and uh access to the trivia page and it becomes <laughs> a fact
1: there you go
0: <laughs> so I, like you know so go. i like it's one thing i want to bring up i liked uh, what jason got at before about the um you know the, this isn't like his typical movie it's not a revenge like he's out there for his you know he's as I call it, the most violent GoFundMe me of all time you know one of the other <laughs> things so one of my favorite things about Van Damme movies that I thought this is a little unusual so I love and I feel I'm a connoisseur of Van Damme movies where they try to explain how he has this accent but he's supposed to be American in many of the movies and mm-hmm. uh but I like in this, they actually made it a legitimate plot point, like that he was right. in the lead bin and all this stuff. So I'm like, oh, so it's not like this, uh, you know, in like Bloodsport and we talked about, there's like this vague reference to his parents being professors or something. and I'm like, no, Yeah, they always have to
3: explain reason. it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's ha- like they a have picture have- on
3: his desk of like him in front of the <laughs> Eiffel Tower and you're like, okay,
0: we get it. <laughs> we get it. we right. get it. Right. So yeah. I like that they went to the length of like doing this and So the Legionnaires thing was so interesting. And what really struck me about that is like the French government seems to be bankrolling a crazy amount of money to send these guys over to L.A. And apparently they're just like living there for weeks. You know, they got the desk full of Kentucky fried chicken. Like how much money is the French government putting into like just this one Legionnaire? Like I almost thought it was realistic for a second. When they're in like the office in Paris, and the guys basically like, I don't care if the Americans want to arrest them, go for it. But I don't. Hey. Somehow these guys get them to agree to like, no, we're gonna go to L.A. and catch them. And- mm-hmm. It's
3: it's personal for that guy, the uh, the guy who sends them. He's like, fuck that, I'm getting yeah. back. And yeah. They take th- they take their sweet ass time. Although they do have that like chase scene where they almost get them. Um, <laughs> yes. But I, I Can- always. Yeah, I always remember those guys as, like, not to skip to the end, but as, like, they were pulling for Van Damme at the end. You know what I mean? They're yes. clapping. Yeah. Right, right. You know. Yeah. Well, that's, like, he wins them over. He does. Yeah.
0: He does. Yeah. does. Through the power. And the audience. And kids.
2: <laughs> they won me over at 11, but not now after I've watched Bloodsport 37,000 times. <laughs> Because they're basically Forrest Whitaker and other guy in Bloodsport. Oh, yeah, that's are we, true. Are we going to talk very, about, we yeah, talk about the funny. fact that these movies are exactly the same? They are. There's
0: they're a <laughs> lot of similarities. <laughs>
2: like, okay, okay. <laughs> so you have an elite soldier. Mm-hmm. This time, uh, by the way, I Googled a little bit about the French Foreign Legion. Those guys are maniacs. Like, oh, yeah. it's a legit, legit thing. And Frank Dukes, a Marine. Also very much legit. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. Goes awol for for a family well, thing.
0: Sorry, excuse but. me. The Marines are legit. Frank Dukes. Yeah, I.
2: I <laughs> dude, there's he's like more. A,
0: legi- he's like a good, bullshitter, continue. right? Is that
3: what you're saying? Continue.
4: Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Ninja Turtles are more legit than Frank Dukes.
4: <laughs>
2: but yeah, and then he wins him over in the end. It's like, oh, like What's, it's bloodsport. It,
1: yeah, Dom, you have another good point too. Is like he has a high energy best friend like Jackson in Bloodsport. That's that's Joshua in this movie. So there, and also Sheldon Lettich, the director, wrote both scripts. I I think he rewrote Bloodsport, but it could be why it's the same movie. It's the no, well, same. Well, like writer. I said,
0: they were they became for a while in this period. Like Lettich and Van Damme were like buddies. Like they did a bunch. Yeah. They also did. Double I know Yep, he was involved oh, in yeah. Cyborg. I don't think it was like an official role, but right, they did a double impact. I think a couple of the other ones too, but there's other connections with Bloodsport too. I don't know if you caught. Uh, so one, the the second inch, the younger of the two Legionnaires in, in LA with them is Michael Kesey, who was in Bloodsport. He was Paredes, the Juan Paredes, the kickboxer. But even more importantly in the movie Kickboxer, he was Tong Po.
3: Yeah! Holy shit, dude! Ah. You just blew my mind. Yep. <laughs> Holy shit! And
0: his brother is the guy that I forget if it's like Abdel or something. PC is who played Attila. Yeah. So well, Mike- you you
3: can see like how at, right after Bloodsport, after having some success with it, was Bloodsport successful at the time? I'm not even sure. In it my head, for it was- what it was made, it was only okay made
0: for like a million dollars. Like they made it. Oh after- yeah comparative shoestring so
3: you can see them being like the director being like all right van Dam, they want us to get together again they want us to come up with something else so let's do let's take all the good shit we had in bloodsport but we'll add a little heart to it we'll add a story so it's different it's a different thing but Mm -hmm. you know so it's like very like we'll make another movie like bloodsport but it's not a sequel it's a different thing so they're like trying to recreate
0: that magic and you know it's list some good scenes but it's not bloodsport (laughs)
4: It is, it is.
0: Uh, But another connection, the fight coordinators for this movie, Van Dam, Michael Kesey, and Frank Dukes!
3: Whoa! (laughs) Frank Dukes has his
0: hands in this movie! Yes.
3: That's amazing. So this
0: is when, like, everybody believed all the black belt and inside kung fu articles that... Talked about him being this like secretive CIA operative and and the like ambassador for ninjutsu in America before people started researching some of that. Which, if anyone hasn't listened to our Bloodsport episode, we go into more detail on the uh, I don't know, reliability of Frank Dukes' legitimacy is legitimacy. There you (laughs) go,
2: legitimacy (laughs) is is, (laughs) or lack thereof. (laughs) Does Jean
3: Claude Van Damme have any legitimacy in martial arts? He does,
0: yes, he does. All right, he does. Good. He was, uh, to get, we talked about that a little bit in that too, but he, uh, when he was in Belgium, like he was uh, like a national champion in Shotokan karate, like he okay. had a pretty significant fight. In. So yeah, Jean-Claude is legit. Like he had significant competition history, uh, you know, and came to America because he wanted to be in movies and, you know, had his shot at being the predator and kind of proceed his way out of that. Uh, and then Bloodsport was the thing that really brought him out here.
3: Uh, legit. That's all I needed to hear right there. There you
4: go. There you go. There you
0: go. So about the fights, guys, I want to hear. There was a lot of fights, and I like that they were all different. Like, they were different themes and all that. Kind of like (laughs)
1: Bloodsport.
0: Well, so I want to know, what are your guys' favorite fights from here? Well, these are different
1: locations. So, I mean, Bloodsport was all on the – it had interesting fights all on the uh, in the arena, but this was all over the place. We had the pool fight. We had the garage fight, the – the handball racket court fight i mean every i, I kind of love that there was it almost felt like a video game like it's a different level now right right
2: so was it handball or was it squash
0: i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh, I, I would like to remind you that uh we are couch potato ninjas and that comes with a reason i don't exactly
1: that's why i don't know
0: you're the uh, one that does active stuff dab
1: <laughs> yeah. that's on you <laughs>
4: right.
3: I, I always thought the, I always thought the pool fight was really cool, uh, because there was like two feet of water in it, and I was just right. like, it's as a kid, I was water. like, "That's so fucking cool!"
1: They're just oh, like yeah. fighting
3: in water, and then he, he gets held underwater, and there's I, I don't know.
1: It, I like that, that guy. One. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't remember. I was gonna say that uh, that guy he's fighting is is doing capoeira, which I guess was sort of the first time that was really seen by American really? audiences. That like kind of like dance fighting. Yeah. Um, and then Ledish did, I think the movie he did after Double Impact was all about Cap. cap I'm probably saying it horribly, but oh, Capoeira fighting, um, called Only, I think it's Only the Brave or something? No, Only, the, only strong. the Strong. That's I what it is. have ever
2: yeah. seen it, I hear it's okay. an abortion of a movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: pumpers, we have pump to do it
1: we have it's, to yeah, we do should. this
2: movie it's the only capoeira movie i hear it's terrible
1: like like you should come back for that one that's the whole <laughs> I, I hear
2: the lead the lead is the host from iron chef america
1: like that's no that's way huh. yes
2: yeah seriously and the, the, the main villain it. in it
1: is the villain from the pool fight or the his opponent in the pool pool fight yeah
2: yeah, and he does typical capoeira kicks, like where you swing your whole body yeah. around and the foot goes that fully circular thing, you know, mm-hmm. and like all that kind of stuff. I really like that fight myself. I think it's a good yeah. one. Why, I, why
3: don't they just empty the whole pool though? If they're gonna, right. uh, if they're gonna be like, hey, let's have fights in the pool, they're gonna be like, well, what about the water down that end? They're like, oh yeah, we should get rid of that. Or they're like, it'll be fucking awesome because somebody will get held under. <laughs> right.
0: I don't well, know. Then, there's a lot of people there, like men and women wearing uh, bikinis or half-bikinis there. And, like, so they all come thinking, like, they were going to get a pool party, and then they're like, ah, there's no water in here.
3: Maybe there's, like, the next-door neighbors have, like, a nice pool, and they're like, we'll go to Jeff's house next door. That's where the fights happen. And after the fights, we're going back to the regular pool and we'll party. We'll do the coke and party, yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay. Okay. I gotta bring up the pool fight. So, So, here's the thing. Pools... I always see pools as dangerous. Like, I know there are people that are like, I'm afraid of the ocean. I'm afraid of swimming in a lake. Pools, when I was a kid, there was like a 47% chance that I was going to draw blood because I was going to slip and fall, scrape <laughs> my ass on that concrete. It's always like popcorn uh, concrete. Yeah, Exactly. And then, like, in a public pool, it's always that, like, you know, that, that, like, stucco-y, like, popcorn yeah. pool stuff, so you have a grip. But, like, I always thought, I'm like, man, if you were to fall in there, it would have been awful. Like, they yeah. could have made this fight so much worse. You could have taken the capoeira guy's face and just been, like, concrete face and just rubbed
4: him <laughs> down. It would have been awful. <laughs> oh, man, every time down, I was man. at a
2: pool as a kid, I wiped out and scraped the hell out of myself at a beach of sand. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> that pool fight i was like the fact that none of them were bloodied like afterwards is
0: beyond me like i was <laughs> yeah clearly. i also i also like that apparently he was fighting anthony kiedis <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: who shows up late by the way he shows up like five minutes late <laughs> that, and he like right, that, shows up at the top of the hill and is like oh is this where we are and he runs down
0: <laughs> yeah that was i was watching it uh again like I, we mentioned it before, but uh, Mike did a, uh, one of the 60-second classics was on The Six Fights here. For anyone listening, if you haven't watched it, definitely go check out 60-second classics. You can find that video on there, and it's break. But that was one of the things from it that I was just dying at. Like, he shows up. He's like, is this the right house? Like, where is <laughs> It's just like
3: you have a movie, and and you, just, you only have so much time in a movie, and it's just so funny. It's such a funny specific that makes no sense to just make the guy show up late. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was funny, but you know, maybe they were setting the tension and I'm just right. didn't get it. And
0: also, like, so they both are wearing these singlets, right? Yeah. And you know, Van Dam is wearing like a different they're all like wearing different outfits and stuff in each one. And like, is that part of when they're like setting these up? They're like, okay, it's in this address, this is the dress code for this fight. Like, like what did Van Dam think when he's like, okay, it's gonna be in a pool and you have to wear a
4: singlet? Like <laughs>
2: basically yeah. every van damme movie from doing blood sport in this is street fighter 2 we're like okay you're from this place so you're uh, gonna wear a kilt <laughs> and you're from this place yes, and you're gonna wear yes. a singlet <laughs> and you're and you're you know from the you're a poor black person so you're gonna be a walking stereotype oh uh, speaking yeah. of walking stereotypes what's up with those gym rats in the street that try to mug them Remember, like, after they leave the limo, he's like, I need to make a phone call. And he's like, Uh, you want your money? And he's like, don't talk about money. And then they round a corner. And there are these dudes wearing those, like, you know how those big gym guys wear these really, 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 really tiny tank tops like oh, the. You remember right. the scene i'm talking about i yeah, was like oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. i mean that
0: that might have just been late 80s fashion
2: i but but they were gangsters like i was ready for them to snap their fingers and be like the jettison <laughs> the sharks and it did, it, did I it. Like well, it they
3: weren't they weren't very tough because they got their asses kicked by, <laughs> they, by two they really guys did, yeah
2: right right
3: yeah Even joshua, joshua took out one of them joshua yeah yeah, He's uh, like yeah the guy yeah, the guy that was talking shit to Joshua, you, they just cut to him getting pummeled by Joshua. It's like, he didn't even throw a punch. <laughs> right,
0: right, right. And then, like, the biggest dude there is like, oh, I'm okay. He it's ran away. Enough.
3: Today's your lucky day or some shit like that.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's ran. what he said. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I have to say that
2: was refreshing. That was refreshing. So I've been watching, you know, I like, like most of us here, I've watched Cobra Kai. And I watched Cobra Kai, and it's like, you know, one dude standing around and another dude I'm like pop 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 and he goes down and then the other guy's like okay i'm gonna try now pop pop yeah. pop and then the other one's <laughs> like okay i'm gonna try now i'll tell you something if you three got knocked down by a guy guess what i'm not gonna do fight that guy i'm gonna be like all right i i yeah nice work okay you you win like wh- okay bye you know and it was refreshing to see in a movie the guy to be like no
4: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right, why
2: right. you've made your point you made right <laughs>
4: like,
2: seriously <laughs> oh, i but... wonder ahead, oh no I, I just so i don't mean to to get serious but in more <laughs> skilled hands i feel like this movie is a statement on like the 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 rich exploiting the poor i really do i really do because sure. the, yeah because the people that host these fights are just, like, rich pricks. Like, all the women are, like, these bubblegum blondes and all the dudes are these yuppie assholes. And they just want to watch poor people beat the shit out of each other. And actually, one thing I really like about this movie, and not not in an ironic way, I actually really like about it, is street fighting looks like it freaking sucks. Like, you watch (laughs) a lot of movies like, I'm a street fighter, woo! It's like, no, it looks terrible it looks like okay i'm gonna fight in a pool for a bunch of assholes who don't give a crap about me and mm-hmm. then i'm gonna fight on know i'm gonna fight in a parking garage with a bunch of cars surrounded surrounded surrounding me and like it, it shows you that the life of a fighter when you're trying to be a fighter isn't easy and it's not fun especially if you're doing it in this way so like you know not to not to bring the tone to to a more serious level but like I would notice that watching the movie, I'm like, this is kind of a classist statement here, which I think is it was pretty interesting. Like the whole movie, that's a thread throughout the entire movie is it's like we have money. You don't have money. You're going to sacrifice your body and we're going to give you like peanuts for it and just keep you going and keep you going.
1: Yeah. And that's why um, since you know, the lead lady she's she's living in these skyscrapers and van damme's looking up on because he's on the on the street level him and joshua and and the rest of the fighters are on the ground level so i definitely agree with you there
2: we always have mike we always have one or two moments where we're serious so i apologize no it's fine it's It's true
3: i mean it's true the whole the whole movie is him trying to acquire money and the way to do that is to fight for these rich people
0: right Uh, you know and i wonder too i kept asking myself watching this especially at the end when we get to the a fight, and they've got like a broadcast channel for the bets that they're like the TV where they're <laughs> watching that. And you know, they're saying this is going to get like a $12 million gate or right. something. And I like how much money is going in. Like are they people really putting all this money to just watch some poor people fight? And like, I was thinking about it and I'm like, this is like this era is like right around primetime Tyson. Like shouldn't they all be at like Caesars? Watching Tyson humiliate some guy. But I saw, and this came out like six months after Tyson got rocked by Douglas. So I'm going to tell mm-hmm. myself that it's they're just all so let down by the <laughs> they decline cook. of heavyweight boxing, that they're yeah. like, thanks to Buster Douglas, that's why this happened.
3: Yeah, there was an opening in the market. And they were like, we need we need something here. We can build something. And, so. I'm like,
0: and I wonder, like, you know, Cynthia, when she meets him, one, I, I feel like the, the name Lionheart sucks. He was the lion. Like, the lion's awesome. Then she comes up with Lionheart. like, ah, I don't know. I would have rather been the lion. It sounds tougher. It's,
3: it's really funny how they get to that, too. It's like, <laughs> his name's Leon. Uh, and then they're like, no, we're going to call it Lion. We'll call you Lion. And then they, like, go back to Leon and Lion. And she's like, no, it's Lionheart. It like, takes, like, 10 minutes. It's like, what? Just... Yeah. Make up. you're making up a backstory anyway be like my friends call me lionheart just that's it right. your name's right. lionheart. something like that right. yeah you don't right. need to see like the evolution of the name go from like leon <laughs> right. to like, it's like you know anyway didn't right. really matter right. but
0: right well it is funny we were talking about offline before this that the movie itself has like four different names like we know right. it it was re- re- released originally as lionheart but it was also, I think, I don't know if it was just uh, overseas that it was released as A Wall, which that makes sense. My favorite, uh, so it was also released as Leon, which is good because then I think what it was only a couple of years after that that we got, I think, the movie all of us think of when you think of Leon. Yeah,
3: uh, the professional, the man. professional, right? Yeah,
0: oh, I got. Yeah. I, I want to go back and
3: rewatch that. I I haven't seen that since I was a kid. That's, solid, I rewatched yeah, it recently. I mean, to me, yeah, anything with holds Gary Oldman is fantastic.
0: Yeah. I will just say the like. I think it's the original, like French Luc Besson, and I'm probably butchering his name. Cut. There's scenes in there where he, they let uh, Natalie Portman kind of play off the like sexuality more than like that's Ooh. pretty, yeah, that's pretty cringy. But right. if, you, if you watch, I think it's on HBO Max or Netflix or something, like they cut that out. And so just don't watch that. That that gets creepy, but otherwise, it, it's very good. Um, and again, Gary Oldman never does her own. But uh, the other title for this movie that I love is my favorite is Wrong Bet. Great I was hoping title. you were going to say Wrong that. Bet. Yes, best line of the movie. Yeah. That's great. And Matt uh, had suggested to us. <laughs> he's like, I don't know how with all these names. The another one they didn't get was Nuts and Butts because <laughs> we get both of them here. <laughs> like I love this was definitely a movie where going into it as a kid, if I saw like you know if I was watching this on HBO and you get the little like ratings like what are you gonna like what's the content warning here i would see nudity and be like oh yeah this is gonna be good and actually the only nudity we got was van damme's butt which apparently like this is like the trivia thing you read like anywhere about this movie that apparently van damme was determined to show his butt in this movie
1: What's weird like, is just... some of the trivia is that this is the first time he did it, but didn't he show his butt in Bloodsport? Like, I thought, it, like, he, we're getting yeah, yeah, when so he this pulled is not up the first his little, butt.
2: his little, yeah. his little tidy. We're getting that little... butt all the
0: time. Maybe <laughs> it wasn't, <laughs> he might have had, he might have had the banana hammock on with it. Like, maybe, oh, this okay, the maybe cold, bear it was.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say this. So, I watched this with my wife, and even before the butt shot, she said that, like, keep in mind, she's so she's not as old as us. Let's just put it that way. I don't want to get in all trouble. Um, so she didn't grow <laughs> up with 80s movies. Let's just say that. Um, So she didn't grow up with Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. So our only exposure, pun intended, to Jean-Claude is uh, (laughs) the movies we've been watching. And like a third of the way through this movie, she's like, he can't act. But dang, is he good looking? And I was just like, really? So I feel like I feel like there's some substance to that. I feel like he thought that like. His sex appeal was a draw to the movie. Now, I don't know how many women were like lining up to watch Lionheart, but you know,
3: maybe that's why he was trying to do that like dramatic turn and have like come some kind of angle. He is, dude, he's like, he looks pretty. This is like Prime Van Damme is like a Hunt movie. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. He's like dude, he looks pretty fresh in this movie. Right, but like- even if you even if you walk he was in I don't know what year it was, maybe mid 90s, an episode of Friends and they were going like, "Oh, yeah. oh uh, Monica and Rachel are like that's Jean-Claude Van Damme like he's so hot." Like so I'm <laughs> like, "Is was this a thing? Was everybody like Van Damme was
2: hot?" <laughs> I mean, French accent that doesn't hurt. Like, you know, know right. Right.
3: <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, maybe and- he was like a hunk in the early 90s that we, you know, I, you know. He, he was also a flirt the-
2: cuz he's like, "Ooh, look at my booty." Ooh,
0: yeah, he's <laughs> playing into it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I can never tell, like, his uh, his dalliances with Cynthia. I like at the beginning when she just shows up in the room there and then is following him around, I'm like, oh, this is some mild sexual assault. And I like, right. but it goes back and around, like, does wait, does he like this or not? Like, because he doesn't really seem to be fighting it too much in the like the when he's has his little dress up montage and
1: <laughs> his
4: pretty know, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
2: Honestly, I was sitting in the movie and I'm watching and I'm like, dude, why aren't you going to do it? Like, you know, (laughs) so she wants to screw you. It's painfully obvious. (laughs) And she doesn't care about you. It's also painfully obvious. You're essentially (laughs) a piece of meat that shits out money for her. So, like, you might as well get some tail while you're at it. Like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, No, this place is too nice. I don't want you. Like, why? Where's the <laughs> right, right. cold? You're a soldier.
3: He's a like, romantic. Cool.
4: Yeah, right.
2: romantic.
3: Yeah. It's funny, though. Even even at the, towards the end of the movie, he's like, We can make all this money. And uh, he's talking to Joshua. He's like, We can uh, get you and the girl and uh, even Cynthia. We'll all get out of here together. Right. And Joshua's like, Cynthia, what are you fucking stupid?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: not care about you. So, so even right. late into the movie, Van Damme oh, yeah. was like, Cynthia, like, cares about me. And it's so, Right. I don't know, man. I think he <laughs> thought he was working on, like, a long play right there.
0: <laughs> well, there's that scene. I think it's after he tries to give his uh, sister-in-law the money there, and she rejects it. And I think it's when he comes back to her in the hotel there or whatever. And he's like, <laughs> they have that exchange where she he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. And she, like, her eyes light up. She's like, oh? Yes. And he's like, right. I'm going to fight. And then she, like, crestfallen is like,
4: yeah.
1: oh. Like, I
0: just started right. laughing there. i like, but she flew out. She, like, just changed her entire life around to come out to New York for this guy. And, uh, like, ostensibly, it's because she wants him in these fights. But I, mm. <laughs> her first reaction is, oh, we're going to do it? Oh, that
1: it. Well, she's, uh, got, a, she's got a pattern because her... Her kind of henchman, uh, Brian Thompson, who's a, another actor I love in these kind of movies, but he Classic. seemed to be like something that he did in the past, like she did the same thing with him. And at one point, Joshua even says, like you did to me, like, so she's kind of goes through these guys and, you know, probably uses them for sex and <laughs> and they're fighting for her, you know, so she can do her, her fun gambling and then she goes to the next one.
2: I think yeah, I had a she sexual... really is.
1: Yeah,
3: oh. she's just addicted to gambling. I think it really is.
0: <laughs> right, right,
1: right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I kind
0: of like, at the end when she gets, when, uh, you know, they bring her back into the house and I'm like, Oh, I've seen Ozark. I know where this is going.
4: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> so
2: it's like, you know, I have to admit, like, I don't remember if the first time I saw this movie, I had a sexual awakening, but I'll tell you, <laughs> like I was watching this and when she's like, she she walks up to John Clever she like strokes his cheek. I was like, Oh man, she's one. She's one hot bitch. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, like. Okay. And I'm just like, I-, I don't know. I don't know what's happening to me. Like-
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> or like, uh, I. One of my favorite Joshua lines. When he, so he's like, "Cynthia, you're one sick cold bitch." Uh,
4: <laughs> you
0: know, something else in there,
1: like, or after she, he he wakes up in the morning after he, you know, Joshua brings him to her, you know, pad, and he's like nude, and she's like working out. And when he wakes up, and he's like, <laughs> right. "What? What is this scene going on?" right, right, <laughs> I'm working, right. I'm just working my lats. No big deal. Are you up yet? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs>
2: she was doing the locomotion like come on (laughs)
0: right 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 all right
2: workout clothes in the 80s seriously like 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 did anyone actually work out in those or were they just like were they just there for show
4: like yeah
0: that's what i wonder like van damme one he outside of the singlet like he's often fighting in jeans (laughs) with this like big like that like good fight wear
3: Kinda tight jeans too. I don't know how he's yeah. kicking everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's not wearing Jenkos out there. Like those things are kinda tight. <laughs>
0: right, right. Um, yeah. I like yeah. I like, what did you call it, Mike, in your video? The description of Attila's outfit. You said it, it's something oh, it's, like it, it's the like senior year prom. Yeah, it's outfit. like he's going
3: to the like he rented a, a suit for the prom or something. I don't know. He's very like professional. <laughs> right. And he, yeah. yeah. Takes it off and he's like just wearing a vest or something. And it's, it's so funny. He's like wearing dress pants.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Wears
3: some basketball shorts or something. <laughs> That's what you we were that
0: saying idea. when we did the Mortal Kombat episode like Johnny Cage is who like they make a plot point in the movie of him carrying like 35 suitcases to this island and but he fights in dress pants so, like this is you're in this battle you're in this tournament to fight for the soul of the universe and uh, you're <laughs> like dress pants that's your go to fight gear like
2: and he wore $300 sunglasses he says <laughs> specific- uh. yes.
0: right 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, guys. Well, I think, uh, you know, we've covered there's more we could go into. I really like the score as cheesy as it is. Uh, it, it's I've it felt like they were going into like uh, trying for like a Bill Conti type thing with some of it, mm-hmm. like all that emotional thing. The fun fact. So I had to look up. I was like, it's not Bill Conti. Right. We and we just talked about this because he did. What was the movie we just covered? Oh, he did Karate Kid credit kid. Yeah, you talked about that one. Um, uh, not a well-known movie. I mean, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, right, right, no. But interestingly enough, so the guy that did the score for this movie, John Scott, uh, you know, composed and did a bunch of things, but famously uh, for Beatles fans, he played the flute on "You've Got to Hide Your Love Away." Oh, so, like, wow. oh, that's kind of fun. Wow. The guy that did this was yes. played flute in this famous Beatles song. So, um, uh, so I talked to the guys, Mike. Uh, so we, the well, two of us here. Are from Rochester, New York, and Dom is uh, Buffalo. I'm gonna just pretend you're from Rochester. One of the things that Rochester is famous for is is the Kodak company, right? So I just wanted, thinking back to this movie, uh, if you could pick one moment from this movie as your Kodak moment to honor our one of these legendary parts of our town, uh, what might that be? Anyway. Well, I don't
3: want to. I don't want to steal anybody's because i feel like everyone has mentioned this already but kind of when he holds the guy's leg up and just punches him right in the dick <laughs> yeah. like i feel like because i because the other guy's outfit is so memorable he's wearing like the leather vest and oh, yeah. he's circling him and he just grabs him and punches him like that the other one if i can do a second one is when he kicks Good. When he kicks Attila's finger and he's like oh, so yeah. Attila, like I always remember that for some reason. I'm like, why are you kicking his hand? But it just like the way he does it. So dick punch probably is number one. <laughs> and then if I had to do two, maybe Attila's hand or something
1: about the pool, but
3: I don't want to take anybody <laughs> else's. So <laughs> All right. All right. Jay, you're up,
1: you? man. Um, I gotta tell you, it's it's all about wrong bet for me when he's on oh, the yeah. ground. And, and oh, Joshua, yeah. who I I think Harrison Page, who plays Joshua, gives such a great performance. I mean, he he's does. like just way into that role. And I, I think that's my biggest takeaway. Like what I remember the most revisiting this was like how much as a kid I adored Harrison, just as I adore Jackson in Bloodsport. But anyways, when Harrison reveals that he bet against Van Damme, like your heart's breaking. And then, and then Van Damme says that wrong bet. And you're like, it's like that. You almost want the Rocky team to kick in at that point, because <laughs> right? Just right, so right, ready right. To just for him to kick ass. Yeah, that's great. That's an w- awesome moment. That's why I love that. I wish that was
0: the title, Wrong Bat, because it's so cool it's, when he says it. It's a good it. title, yeah. It, it is. So we're, you know what? Punches and popcorn. Now we're calling it Wrong Bat. That's our <laughs> internally. Uh, it's a fact. Official. It's it's, it's it's Wrong Bat. Uh, Mike, how about what's you yours? Oh, you want oh, me to I'll go. go I'll, I'll yeah, go. you go, go, man. I'll go. Then you go. Um I so I'm also gonna go to the Attila fight. And I think my favorite is when he sneaks in that kick to Russell. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Just because I, so one, uh, it's Jason mentioned like uh, it's Bill Thompson, right? Um,
2: you know,
1: looks
0: like, he looks like Philip Seymour Hoffman
2: if he only ate steroids. Well, yeah. Oh, like that's cool. I was scene. just going
0: to say, I was just going to say he's all chin and no neck, but that's way better. Uh, but yeah,
2: he's he, Oh, like by the way, moon, int- interesting note about him. He is one of the punks that uh, the Terminator kills in the yep. first scene of T1 along with yep. Bill Bill Paxton, yeah. and I don't
0: remember who the other person is. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. That, that's some royalty there.
1: How about yeah. just For being the main daddy the the from Cobra? That's that's where Brian Thompson yeah. Oh, all, that's right. Yeah, all. right, right, right. So good yeah, and, yeah, he was in insane. a
0: ton of those movies yeah, in the an 80s and 90s. Miracle yeah. Mile. He's one of my Yeah, guys. I like, and he's just kind of gooning it up around the side. So I like that. I like that. Like he never really has the fight, but I love that while Van Dam is kicking Attila's ass, that he just takes that moment to also kick him in the face. Yes, like,
4: such a good oh moment. God,
0: nice, <laughs> good get. So yeah, that's my Kodak moment. Russell
1: getting kicked. Did you? The face. This is an aside since we're wrapping up. It- do you remember? I, I almost feel like I see it wrong, but is when Attila, they're they're looking at video of him, and his finishing move was like pulling a man's legs apart while he was holding him upside oh, down. Oh yeah,
4: right. He like did I imagine
1: split? That's that yeah. that's the banana split. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> okay, Mike, I'm gonna say I know Brazilian jiu-jitsu before I say this. I know how yeah. to do that to someone uh-huh. <laughs> because it's just like I know how to do that to someone. And you just be like. Oh, I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's the banana split. So, you, yeah, you, could, you can actually submit someone by spreading their legs so much that they, ah, they their, okay, cool, groin muscles, like their gracilis muscles. Yeah, you can do that. Um, but typically that of... requires your whole body. You don't just lift the person up and then go... <laughs> First of all, I don't think you can yeah. do that because they just go down. like It's like a wishbone, like, what he's yeah, doing. Like you, you'd yeah. have to pull them apart. Yeah, it's it was just for effect. But, was like, but what there is, is a way to do that. You can put someone in a hold, like in a crucifix, <laughs> and then turn them around and then do that. The banana split is, is a move, but not like that. You can't just hulk out and just take the person <laughs> and go,
1: and just tear them into <laughs> Yeah, that always it's, caught my attention. It,
0: and this is the type of uh, martial arts expertise and scientific knowledge that Dom has. But uh, like, if you listen right. to previous episodes, Dom has instructed us the proper way to remove an eyeball, to break a mm-hmm. neck. Uh, mm-hmm. What's some of the other good ones you've got? I know we talked, we didn't get into it with Enter the Dragon. When we do like a part two of that, there's the moment where Bolo folds the guy in half. i oh, uh, you know, Dom funny. like privately to us on the side, <laughs> describe how you could like, how you could officially fold someone in half. So and we're like sharing this information with our listeners. So.
2: Oh, you're gonna love today's then.
0: <laughs> well, that could be a good segue. If you want to give us uh-huh. your Kodak moment and then uh yeah, let's
4: uh All right. let's well, so first, our science segment.
2: So first my Kodak moment is I love movies, I love in movies. When a character, you know, screams to the heavens, like you know, like like just goes no, <laughs> you know, like or
4: ah,
2: or, or like Pay a wolf or whatever, <laughs> it doesn't matter. So I love it when, you know, his brother gets barbecued and slathered in honey <laughs> and barbecue sauce and he's just like so oh! right oh, <laughs> man, I just love it I just love that it reminds me of like what is it episode three of Star Wars where he's like I hate y'all
0: I hate you
2: you know
4: it's like the same thing <laughs> it's like,
0: It is weird how someone being immolated is really funny sometimes.
2: You know, it's funny. He looks like... You guys ever see Hellraiser? Like the original old school Hellraiser where the dude's growing out of the floor due to blood. And he just looks like a congealed mess of like milk curd and like old rice that you left in water. Like, that's what he looks like. That's not what a burn victim looks like. But, oh man. Yeah. Yeah, that's my Kodak moment. Is barbecue brother? Science. So Van Dam is famous for his nut shots. So let's talk about that. Why does getting hit in the nuts hurt so much? And it's a different (laughs) kind of hurt. Any man knows this, right? You know, it's not just that your nuts are sensitive because being hit in the nuts doesn't feel like being poked in the eye. Poked in the eye hurts. Hitting the nuts hurts, but hitting the nuts has a, a different flavor to it. <laughs> so what's the deal? Why is this? Well, there's several reasons for it. So, first of all, um, let's start from the beginning. Before when you're an embryo, like before week seven, you're neither male nor female. So you don't have ovaries or testes, you just have like these generic gonads. And then they turn into the testes, right? You're nuts. Okay. But what happens is they both develop in the same place, which is in the body cavity, and this this is one of the reasons why a nut shot hurts so much, because the wiring, if you will, the nerves that go to your to the gonads are located in your abdominal area. Now, if you and you know if you are female, the gonads stay there, right? But what happens in a in a, a male is those gonads, which eventually become testes, get pulled down by a cord. That is my favorite anatomical word ever. The, <laughs> the gubernaculum Gubernaculum <laughs> will pull the testes down. So your testes don't actually drop. They get pulled <laughs> down into your scrotum, right? And then you're born, <laughs> and you should be, right? But the nerves follow that. So like the nerve, the, the genital nerve that goes to your testes gets pulled down with them. So what happens is when you get kicked in the nuts, It's the signal has to go up into your abdomen and then it goes up into your brain. And this is important. okay? this is this is relevant to the discussion, because when you get kicked in the nuts, right, it goes up, up and then goes through a plexus of other nerves, which we call the renal plexus. And then it goes through another plexus called the celiac plexus, and you guys may know this as the solar plexus. So yeah. when you get kicked in the nuts, the signal gets sent all the way up through your solar plexus, which is a huge network of nerves. So when that signal then goes to your brain, your brain kind of just says, "Okay, the whole thing hurts." That's the reason your quote <laughs> stomach hurts when you get hit in the nuts. So it's worse than just a sensitive area, and, and your nuts are clearly sensitive there, like. Organs hanging out of your body, but also, like, you know, your brain is just like, okay, all of this hurts. We call this referred pain. It happens with a lot of things like brain freezes, referred pain, where a part of you hurts that isn't actually injured. Well, referred pain goes all the way up. So when you get kicked in the nuts, that's the reason your stomach hurts, is because it goes all the way up and all those nerves are what your brain is responding to. Couple that with the fact that your nuts are very sensitive because they're external organs, they're internal organs that are hanging out of your body. So they've become sensitive, so you protect, right? Also, there's another problem. That network of nerves connects to something called the vagus nerve, which uh, <laughs> controls your parasympathetic nervous system, right? And that controls your digestive system. So not only do you feel all that pain, not only are you nuts sensitive to begin with, But also you get reflexes to vomit when you get hit in the nuts real hard because that causes the vagus nerve to have vomital reflexes. So getting hit in the nuts hurts like hell, basically because (laughs) of the way it's wired and the way it's connected to you. So I think that's pretty good. And uh, let's face it, like it's smart. Like you watch all these martial arts movies. And they're like, why don't they hit him in the nuts? And John claudes like, sounds he good. Gets right
4: he, it. he gets right <laughs> to it. He gets right to it.
2: And it works.
1: So there you Very go. Very effective. That,
2: that
4: wow.
1: was
2: amazing, Deb. I'm glad I stuck
3: around. That was awesome. <laughs> I I like, always I always wondered and hated like when you get hit in the nuts. I, it always feels like I got like, I'm going to have diarrhea or something. My stomach is all fucked up. Right, right. Yeah, I'm like, I hate that feeling. And... Mm-hmm. And now I know why I have it. Yeah, it's connected yeah.
2: to it's, it, yeah, it's connected to the the part that controls your parasympathetic nervous system, that controls digestive system. So like, yeah, your digestive system all of a sudden gets oh because yeah yeah it's all the way. You're really in just wired. describing it hurt. Yeah, and <laughs> gubernaculum, I love that term. I love it. Like if I get a small dog, I'm gonna name him gubernaculum.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: See, Mike, I bet when you woke up this morning, you didn't think you were going to get a scientific analysis of getting hit in the balls. I'm, I'm
3: that... glad I did.
0: <laughs> I feel like you
2: should. You...
3: I feel like you should. That should be like a YouTube series or something where you just explain <laughs> yeah. different things like that. We I can do see, this you know, every episode. Yeah, we do it every episode. We do this
2: every episode. You need
3: to find yeah. like an animator. You ever see those videos where like people yeah. animate? Yeah, like, that's talk actually Dom.
0: So that's it, Dom. This is Dom.
2: That's your thing. One of man. his many is your talents, ticket. man. This yeah, Dom designed our logo i do draw my lectures oh stop it no, no, no.
0: Oh, you guys. Yeah. Well, yeah check it out like i said we have them in every episode we even have uh, uh one of the episodes we did uh we cut the science segment out on the side because dom was out of town so there's a special that's just his science segment and it's all about rats so and Rat torture torturing people with rats,
2: people rats. With yes. rats. Mm-hmm. Yes. spoiler Definitely alert it. They put them in your butt. Ooh.
4: <laughs> I, I'll have to listen
3: to that during the day. I can't yeah. listen to that before bed.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not, those aren't images you want to take it into sleep. Uh, great. Well, again, Mike, we really appreciate you coming on, talking with this great movie. Uh want to share with our audience what you got going on now? Uh, what should they be checking out?
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's awesome to, uh, to meet all you guys and chat about Lionheart, which is a movie I've seen a shocking amount of times um,
4: <laughs>
3: uh yeah you can go uh, if you like watching videos with commentary about movies like lionheart and stuff like that you can go to 60secondclassics.com uh, you can also follow me on twitter is at m and instagram uh and tiktok is at 60 second classics yes i don't know what's happening on tiktok either but <laughs> someone told me to get on it and <laughs> i don't know man there's too, there's too many things these days but
2: yeah. Uh, so I accidentally clicked on 69 second classics, and I got something entirely <laughs> different. What What
3: happened? Yeah, we're 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 in a legal battle right now. Too many people are going to 69
0: second classics. <laughs> but I'll say I also really like Mike uh, through your. I don't know if it's just through your Twitter account, but you'll do like basically almost live commentary on like NFL action, college football action. So uh i always enjoy those on sunday i usually share those through our account oh too. thanks
3: yeah lots of sports stuff especially during football so football and basketball i to do a lot of stuff too so you know i like making videos and i'm glad people people seem to like them so uh yeah i'll keep doing that for a while until i drop dead shoveling i don't know <laughs>
0: Uh, well, for those of us here in the Northeast, that's always uh, that's like an eight-month-a-year thing. And
4: uh,
0: yeah, well, again, Mike, really appreciate you coming on. Hope uh, we can have you on again. Uh, awesome. You want to do another Van Dam movie? There's plenty out there. And you know, We get Double Double Impact, Hard Target, uh, all the all of the Universal Soldiers. I know Dom's really been dying <laughs> to do Universal Soldier: Day of Reckoning, so mm-hmm. that one's coming up. <laughs> that's that a pretty one. entertaining one. Uh, But anyways, for again, thanks for joining us. Uh, We hope that our audience will also check out our fellow partner shows on the Lunch Door podcast network. We've got the Beer Review Journal, um, which is a hilarious take at some of the great beers that are out there. We have uh, Food About Town uh, with our friend Chris Lindstrom that talks about the food scene in Rochester. And of course, our friends, the Anomaly podcast, who's Anomaly Film Fest. Is coming up that first weekend in November here in Rochester, New York, at Little Theater. So make sure you check out uh, Anomaly. All of those again can be found on our app, Lunchador Podcast Network. Uh, see if Matt was here; he would have the exact ads for me. Uh, and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Punches in Popcorn. That's an N in there because again, we are the Guns and Roses of martial arts podcasts. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and again, if you want to reach out share your thoughts, uh, you know, enlighten us on anything we were unsure of here, you can email us at punchesandpopcorn at gmail.com. So Mike, thanks again for joining us guys until next time. And Matt, please survive the Western New York Kumite, uh, because we need you back here. So this has been a presentation of the lunch or podcast network.